Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 309. Welcome back to my front porch. Uh, hope you all are doing good. I had a really, really cool day. Check this out. So I, I've i been trying to get out in the woods as much as I can. I've been getting into hunting. There's a bunch of people out here that are doing it. So I, um, it's not like, oh, because a bunch of other people are doing it. I'm doing it. No, what I realized was like, you know, moving from California, I went surfing every weekend, almost every weekend. Uh, went surfing and that was just a like, a, I always say it was a safe way to run away. Uh, just needed to get away, needed to to have a break, and the ocean was a place I just feel like I really met the Lord. And then, to be honest, it was just good for my soul. Just get away, be quiet, and then surf. You know, something active, adventurous, a little scary, a little awesome, all that stuff. And so, you know, coming back to Phoenix, it's just not, I've not found anything. I thought, oh, I'll kayak or a hike or, and nothing's really kind of sat in and, and I've not really enjoyed, not that I don't mind doing those things. It just, I don't know, something about it. It's not a right, like a good fit. Not that I won't do them, but it's just not a good fit. Anyway, so I started hunting with a couple of buddies and it's been awesome. So this morning, uh, Mika and I got up at 5 a.m., woke up super early. She wanted to go with me. So we dro- drove like an hour hour away, and we went rabbit hunting. And we got a rabbit and skinned it and quartered it and everything, field-dressed it, quartered it. And uh, it was so cool. Um, and I kept thinking the whole time, I mean, the sun's rising, getting out there, and it was dead. I mean, dead quiet, so quiet, out in the middle of nowhere. And I just kept going, this is so great. So I kind of had that same kind of vibe, same kind of feeling that I got when I would go surf. Like, uh, you know, I I always, before I would go surf, I would get like a little like, I don't know, like super excited, but also a little nervous because you just don't know what the waves are going to do. And hunting kind of has that. Like you're going to a, the middle of the desert. I've never been there. And you're exploring, you know, and there's all kinds of things that could pop up. And so it's just that good balance between like kind of a little scared, um, but really excited and that I, I love. And so anyway, it was really awesome. Mika and I had a great time. I thought maybe she might freak out, you know, because I shot a rabbit, but she was awesome and videotaped me. And yeah, we had a really good like father, father, daughter time. But I mean, it was like. For me, it was just a, it felt like a really safe place to run away. So, I mean, I literally got home. Well, actually, Mika and I went to Waffle House. She'd always want to go to Waffle House. So I'm like, let's go to Waffle House hunting, buddy. So we go to Waffle House and we, and we made it home and went to church. I mean, it was like all of that before like, uh, before like noon. It was awesome. So it was, uh, it was a great day. I hope you had a good day, whatever kind of day, time of day it is, whatever day it is, uh, I hope you had a great day. I hope you're doing good. Thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing for continuing to listen. Uh, for those of you who continue to give to the podcast, thank you so much. Um, again, you can do that at frontporchconfessional.com. That's right. There's a website. You can go to the website, frontporchconfessional.com. Go there. And uh, you can hit that little button that says partner. And that's a great way for you to help out, help this podcast continue to go. Okay, our passage for today, Genesis 50, 20. Genesis 50, 20. Again, this is another passage. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I haven't, you know, 309 episodes is a lot. And you've covered a lot of scripture and a lot of scriptures. 
And uh, some of these, I'm like, I can't believe these have not, I have not done podcasts on them, but I'm really excited about doing this one. Um, Genesis 50, 20, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Genesis 50, 20, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. You know, uh, this this passage is is one, it's a super helpful passage, but it, it actually, um, it brought up a lot of things for me where, you know, when I went through a season, I think I, I've talked about it a bit, but where I really started to understand, you know, how I'd hurt people and, and didn't mean to. I mean, that was a part of my kind of humbling and recovery process is realizing like, wow, like I've been jamming and moving so fast and that a lot of times I didn't really see people. And I was actually without knowing it, using people to try to accomplish different things that I had really wanted to do and accomplish and and not really been present with them. It was more like, hey, I've got to go accomplish this task and you need to help me do that. Um, But here's the thing I started to realize. So I went through a period where I was like, heartbroken, apologize to everybody. But here, I kept getting this reoccurring theme uh, as I would go do that. And people would say, no, you don't understand. Like, yeah, you maybe weren't that present, (laughs) you know, as present as you wanted to be or could be. And maybe your intentions weren't all that pure, but you really helped me. You know, and, and I'm grateful. You know, you said things to me that I needed to hear. And uh, I always, you know, maybe there was a part of that driven nature that they even looked at and was like, you know, but I was looking at you and and you got things done for the kingdom and you were excited. And and it was like a really healing thing for me. I think the apology was a really healing thing, but also hearing people say, even in the midst of that brokenness, that God was doing something, you know, something that honestly was hurting my, me hurting, uh, I think my family, uh, and, and maybe other people, there were people who said, yeah, 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 but God still, he still used you during that time. It's not like he didn't use you. And uh, and and I would say a lot of the ministries that I got to be able to run, like they, they, got, they ran. A part of that attitude, that planning, that gusto, that go, you know, help get some of those really cool movements off the ground. And, you know, so it was just interesting. I was reflecting on this like, yeah, I feel this so deeply. You know, I feel this passage so deeply. And, you know, it's the story of Joseph. You don't know where this comes from. It's the story of Joseph and his brothers, you know, they sell him off. He goes to Potiphar's wife and Potiphar's wife, she crazy. And she falsely accuses him of taking advantage of her. He gets thrown into jail. Uh, the guy there who worked in the king's court was going to, you know, he interpreted a dream. He was supposed to go before Pharaoh and doesn't do that. And so Joseph just continues to be in prison until eventually he becomes the most second most powerful man in the land of all the land in Egypt. Egypt is the greatest kingdom at this time of all time. And so, you know, his brothers come back because they need food and Joseph hides from them. And then, you know, he has this moment where he starts, you know, his his brothers think, oh gosh, he's going to kill us because we did this to him. He's like, no, listen, God was doing something. He was orchestrating something. And he's been, even without us knowing all these difficult things that I've been going through, that you actually are the ones, his brothers, were the ones who put me in that situation. And that wasn't from God. 
you know, meaning that, 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 that sinfulness of what they were doing. Yet, God still used that to help me grow and learn and develop and become what I need to become today, which is second in charge of the land, which means he was able to help rescue the people, the Jews, the people of Israel. And uh, there's a longer, longer, longer story there, but that's what we know. And the Israelites ended up going and living in Egypt and was taken care of um, under Joseph's leadership as a result of just this horrific story. And I think a lot of people relate with that. You know, a lot of people say, oh, what Satan intended for evil, God makes good. But actually, <laughs> yes, but really in this passage, it was about individuals who made conscious decisions to hurt Joseph, that God even orchestrated that. And, and that thought, for me, it just created this, the last couple of weeks, have, has created in me just this really interesting, like, step back from reality that's crazy, right? Because we always think it's about all the good, all the easy, right? That he'll only use that. No, no, no. He's orchestrating all things for his good. And we can't get our heads around that. We're, we're a little too uh, polarizing in the way that we see those two things. We're like, no, no, no. It's only the good stuff that he'll use. No, no, no. He's in control of all. He's all sovereign. Which doesn't mean that when things are bad, you just go, oh, God, thank you for the bad. No, no, no. But I think there is a point where each of us stop and go, there's a bigger story here that I I don't know. I don't understand. And I think a lot of times people use this passage to kind of go like, see, just get over it. Like, it's fine. God will work everything out. Don't worry about it. Like, see, he's in control. He's all sovereign. All of that is true. And that counsel is not helpful a lot of times for people who are struggling. A greater counsel is... I'll be with you in this as God's orchestrating, as God's moving, as he's kind of working in this mysterious way that we can't get our heads around. I'm going to be with you in that, in that mess, in that crazy, anticipating and believing that he wants to use it. And here's a lot of things we can't comprehend. Like we don't know God's time, man. I wish I did. We don't understand God's timing. I wish we did. I wish I did at times. But now even as I say that, no. Because I would just be like, I got it. I'll figure it out. But God's like, look, I'm doing things that you can't even comprehend. You're not God. That's where Paul's going like, listen, who can understand the mind of God? Who can comprehend his ways? None of us. None of us. But it does take faith. It does take faith in the midst of that terrible situation that you're in or even that dysfunctional thing that you're a part of, that he can use that for his glory. And he will use that for his glory if we continue to follow that path. Now, like as Paul says, should we sin more since grace abounds? May it never be. That doesn't mean we keep sinning. But the, the, the complexity of that, for the complexity of this thought for me was like, he's going to use the good parts of me and the things that, you know, I, I feel like I'm working really hard and I, I feel like he's like, yes, we're on the right track. Thank you. You're pursuing after holiness here. He can use that. And he's also going to use the stuff. He could even use the stuff where I'm dysfunctional. And my, that just, my brain can't fully comprehend that. But I feel in the midst of that, there's a sense of grace and there's a sense of mercy that he's working things out. And that I'm not in control 
and I do not understand. And I think the most stressed out people, the most anxious people that you will encounter are those that are trying to figure that out. And there's almost like you can see Joseph. Like I, I, I find this to be helpful sometimes. Go sit there with Joseph. Go, go sit there with him as his brothers approach. And go through the emotions that Joseph must have been going through. I mean, immediately I would want to be like, these dudes are toast, right? Because that's very human, is to want that justice. But then in another moment, as you start reflecting on all that God's done and going, wow, <laughs> God's given me grace and I'm to extend that grace to other people because he's orchestrating something I can't comprehend. You cannot comprehend the way that God is using the good and even the hard for his glory. I don't understand it. I'm not God. You're not God. And so there's this part of us that we just have to humble ourselves. Scripture says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And recognize he's orchestrating something that he's all sovereign. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And he has a purpose. And and I'm not fully aware of that, but all I know is that I'm participating in it. That I matter. And that means the good that I do or I'm a part of matters. The really painful things that are going on in my life that I don't understand, they matter. Even some of the the difficult things I bring into other people's lives. And I don't want to do that. God can still use that. My, the dysfunctional parts of me, which means this, I rest in his plan, in his will. I desperately try to seek after his faith, after his face. I need to repent of the things that I'm kind of running away from or, or, or when those things I come to understand. But at the end of the day, he's in control, not me. I'm not going to change all of it. Like Joseph's brother's not going to change all of it. They just have to submit to the fact that God did something mysterious and beautiful and they get no credit for it. And that has to be so humbling for them. It is for me. And I hope it is for you as well. Because if God is in control of everything, then I mean this sincerely, everything's going to be okay. And that doesn't mean that it's not painful. It doesn't mean it's like, a, you know, like, hey, listen, health and wealth. It's not that. It's not what I'm saying. It means if I rest in his plan rest in him as my savior, as my father, and just trust to the best of my ability that he is working something out that I can't comprehend. So the the question really simply is, how have you seen God work in your life? Just sit back in that. How have you seen God work in your life? Father God, uh, thank you for this passage. Thank you for the story of Joseph. I think this story of Joseph is so many of our stories a lot of our stories, both on the hurting people and on the seeing you even use that to help us grow and learn. Father God, would you center us, center us in yourself, that we would learn to abide in you and trust that you are faithful and that you are doing a work we can't comprehend. We love you and we thank you. So that's the case, right? Take a breath. And reflect and believe that the God of the universe, yes, is near to your heart, but he is working things out that you can't possibly understand. Until next time.